Hi, and welcome to the Moments That Matter podcast. I am your host, Laura Escamilla. And I am your co-host, Isaac Escamilla. We are at the end of our first season. This will be our last episode for this season. And we're going to take a little break for the holidays and come back in January with some great new information for everybody. We wanted to recap what we've learned this season in our 20 episodes and the best parts of the season. So for me, that very first episode, It's a Money Matter, was a big lesson learned. Through this season, we've had some old friends come on. We've met some new people. We've made some new friends, and we've learned a lot. And for me, that first episode, I had intentions of it to be about myself and my friends, Ginger and Selena, talking about discussions we had with our kids about money and how to budget and spend money. But it turned into something a little different. It turned into a discussion about how our kids don't know how to handle money and how much they spend on fast food. And it was an eye-opening experience on how we all were similar in a lot of ways. And there was a bit of validation there when we realized that we are experiencing our students produce the same behavior. Right. No matter what the financial situation, there's certain things about being in college that your kids default to this fast life of fast food and the DoorDash life. Yeah, the DoorDash life. And that was a really eye-opening experience. And from then on, I let the episodes turn into what they were. I had questions that I set out to ask every episode or things I wanted to address, but I think most of them, they just evolved as we started. I stopped. I didn't try to make them into something. From that point on, we let all the episodes flow organically. And so I don't know if that was my favorite episode, but definitely I learned the most from that episode. And after that, we gave some information on students entering their junior year. And then we had a really great conversation with our friends, Rochelle and Audrey, about their sons being Division One athletes. And I think I learned a lot that episode. I saw a big change in that episode as far as the tone, definitely. And it was very early on in the season, but learning about their struggles and learning the do's and don'ts of not producing a Division One athlete, but the do's and don'ts of being able to navigate those worlds in baseball and in football, how they're very different, but there is some sort of overlap. And I think for me, I went in expecting, because I think all of us as parents, when our kids are little and they start playing sports, all our kids have these dreams of being professional athletes. And just listening to how realistic that is for some kids and what that reality looks like and how they handle that and what the things you need to do. And really, it's all about being realistic about your kid and what their abilities are and the challenges ahead and the work that it takes. And I'd really like to circle back, I think, the second season on this because I know it's an evolving situation with these athletes and the obstacles. And I think people should know what that really looks like. Yeah, that one really affected me. That was very enjoyable. I loved hearing the stories from the people who live them and how we realized that a community college, JUCO or a JUCO route for baseball can be a very good idea. Because they're our friends. We have discussions. We've always followed their kids, but I don't think we ever had discussions about really what they had to do to get into right. to that position. And it was incredibly difficult for both of them and just tremendous effort on behalf of the family and the athlete. It, right. it takes a village and it takes a lot of commitment from everyone. After that, it took a lot for me to process my thoughts on 
the information I wanted to share through these episodes on the college applications. We met a great resource page, Cisneros, an independent education consultant, and getting her feedback and her viewpoint on college essays and visiting colleges and all of those things. Information that I felt I knew, but she does it day in and day out. She's a wealth of information. It's it's really a joy. We had her for a couple of episodes. To speak with her. And um, I just, every time that she's here, we learn something new. And uh, I understand the value of what she does as an independent education consultant. If you're uh, listening out there and you do need some assistance with that, Paige Cisnetos is definitely the person to contact. And in our episodes, she did It's a College Essay Matter and It's a College Visit Matter. And like I said, getting her input on that was was really great. And just meeting her because we didn't know her going in. And she was kind enough to spend her time with us. And I hope to bring her back again with some other topics to help parents. The episodes that really resonated with me, though, we spoke with our friend Karen Sutton and Selena, and we had a discussion about Karen sending her first child off to college, and it brought back a lot of memories for one, but she was really nervous about talking about the questions she had, and I think it brought about a lot of good information, I think, especially sending a daughter to college. And And I really loved those two episodes because we did a part one and part two. I think they were really great, too. She had a lot of questions, and I really enjoyed the mom talk. I don't know how to better phrase that. (laughs) Just watching the three of you talk about the way you, your hopes for your daughters and what actually happened and and how to navigate those waters and and the expectations, like the one expectation about staying the entire weekend during drop-off and how that's probably not a great idea and how you should probably plan to leave and leave your daughter or son. Uh, alone to acclimate to their new environment. I thought that was really insightful. And I thought that was really cool. And it turns out that she took our advice and it was the right advice and it worked itself out. I think she would have figured that out organically anyway, but it was good to know ahead of time. Right. And I think part of going through this process also is that we are trying to share stuff that we really experience and we did make mistakes and we sure. learned along the way. And that's what we set out to do is share that with our friends, a lot of friends in this way. Yeah, definitely. The questions that I get often because of my work are technology related. So that leads into the next one that we did was the technology matter. And that one did well as far as our analytics are concerned. Not as well as some of the other ones. I think our number one episode was still the the division one and the money matter. Those are the two biggest ones, the two earlier ones, but they do have a I guess they resonate the most. They all trickle yeah. up along with those. Yeah. Yeah. And again, that was a conversation we had. Because you do get calls all the time, especially as school is starting with people having issues with computers and figuring out how to set up their kids. So I like that conversation. It was nice to have you. I think my biggest takeaway from that one is just buy a Mac (laughs) unless you can't. And then unless you need a Windows PC, then buy a Windows PC. I did get a little bit of feedback from that one from an avid Windows user (laughs) who's a part of our family. And I thought that was amusing and cool and interesting. But the perspective was from the student, and I do appreciate the student perspective. We had our good friend Sandra on where she talked to us and shared the story about losing her son to fentanyl. For me, the biggest part of that was that was the first time I got to speak to Sandra about the loss of Ryan and how that affected Lucas and sharing that. And I think it's so important, the work she's doing, the advocacy she's embarked on this new journey and that has happened as a result of losing Ryan and no parent should lose their child or be in that position. But what she's done with that loss is 
Really remarkable. And I think for me, this was the most impactful episode because, like I said, I hadn't talked to Sandra since it happened. And I was really important for me to share how important he was to Lucas and how that affected him. And I think it's so important to know the loss and that this situation is happening more and more. You hear about it more and more. Those are somebody's kids, somebody's friends, and it affects everybody around them in their life. It does. And, and not just Lucas. And he was, it was very, Ryan was very important to our local community and the outpouring when this happened was tremendous. And um, it is phenomenal to see Sandra become such a champion and she has made changes at the local level and there are changes at the state level. And recently I've seen changes at the federal level to tackle this really hugely important problem. And uh, as she said herself, she does not want other parents to go through what she's been through. And it was a very touching episode and it was a very important message. And uh, we're so grateful that she was able to share that with us. Bringing in back to what our intentions are with this podcast of sharing with parents about the difficulties of not just uh, sending your kids to college, but being a parent to kids this age. There's a lot of challenges that comes with this and it's hard. People always talk about when your kids turn 18, you're going to miss this and it's going to go away and our kids are moving and I'm going to miss being a parent, but it doesn't happen like that. It's a bunch of new challenges. And uh, someone once told me uh, during the senior walk that I was working when I was running the scoreboard, I used to run the scoreboard at the football games and we do a senior walk and all the seniors walk the track and there's a video playing with pictures and images of the students and a lot of the parents get a little emotional as of course they would. But uh, there was one parent in particular once that I walked down and I asked why she wasn't crying. She said to me that it only gets better. This is the beginning, not the end. And I always remembered that. And it's true. I know now from experience that it's 100% true. It, it, it has only gotten better. And it is only the beginning of their lives. And that chapter is over. But this, what we're discussing with the focus of our podcast and all these moments that matter, right. they happen after high school. And or in the last couple of years of high school as they're leading charge into their own personal endeavors. All the things that they are going through. And if you're sending your first child off, it's the same as when they were little. There's no book. There's no guidance on how to, to raise your kid. And then this changing world, which brings us to our next episode of when we had Fonz on, who is a, a coworker of yours, yes. a new friend of mine, talking about AI and those changes and just how the world is changing from when we went to school to what our kids are experiencing was really important to discuss because things are different now. I'm I mean, glad we put that out there. Alfonso Mendoza from the Maya Tech Life podcast, tremendous resources, so much content in his podcast. Check it out when you have a chance. Maya Tech Life, AI, AI tools, and how it is extreme importance to embrace and understand these tools and what they are and what they aren't and how to utilize them, how to navigate these tools in general, but also incorporate them into our daily lives to make them more efficient. I read an article just an hour ago from a coder on uh, about how his young son, he realized that when his son grows up, it, the profession of a coder probably is not going to exist, that in all likelihood, there will be an aspect of coding built into everyone's daily lives in much of the way that we had to, in the offices, learn to incorporate Google at some point. Mm -hmm. And in office environments, they didn't used to be. In the 90s, you mm -hmm. couldn't Google everything and do proper research. I shouldn't say proper, but that type of research. 
but now you can. And this is just going to be another layer. This is going to be another layer of efficiency and how understanding code is important, but you won't necessarily have to write it in the way that, that he does just now. And I think that's a fundamental change and it's important to embrace these changes. Sure. I, I learned a lot and have been evolving professionally also. And as a student myself, going through the changes of using that, and it's been a journey and I think it's just going to continue to evolve in that aspect. So I think it's really important for our, our parents to understand that those changes that are happening. And then we had our friend Ernie on who is with Breach in One Education Service Center and his work through helping students getting to college and learning STEM resources and exploring that after high school and the TIES conference that he held to help young men who are looking for guidance. This one was a fun one. That was actually directly related to the the event because I was able, I was fortunate enough to be asked to present at that event and that was a lot of fun. So was my partner, my colleague, Alfonso Mendoza. We we were both out there, speaking Mm -hmm. of him from the other episode. We share a lot of the same background. Mr. Mendoza and Mr. Gonzalez and myself, we grew up in the same town, had shared experiences, not necessarily at the same time, but our backgrounds are, are, they overlap quite a bit and they're very similar. So just see these young men and being able to offer a little bit of guidance, little, and I'm not going to say that I didn't have any guidance, but maybe I didn't, but (laughs) it would have been useful to see a young professional out there. And I think it's great to learn about the things out there, the resources out there for, our, you know, young men and the kids going, as we've talked about before, my scholarship, majority, 60% of our recipients are female. And that's reflective of the applicants. It's just young men are, are going through different issues and struggles and changes in this world and getting to college. And I thought that was important to know what resources are out there for kids and also for parents who don't have children in these programs to know that how fortunate their kids are to have guidance, to have their parents there at home to, to do that and to be that for them. If they didn't want to get involved or or hesitant to get involved with their kids journey through college and preparing just to know that the, how important that is, that there's organizations out there trying to provide these resources. And if you can help your kid, you should. I thought that was important just to see that kids have different experiences and I enjoyed that yes that is 100% correct in the next episode that we talked about a little bit earlier Mrs. Paige Cisneros a college visit matter I did not before she visited us <laughs> and was discussing what you should be doing and what you should be looking out for during a college visit I never really thought about that all that much and it, it always felt to me before I understood the process with going through it with Skylar and then again with Lucas how formative that college visit can be for a young student, not only for what they want to become in their major, but becoming a part of that community and how you can tell whether or not that community is for Mm -hmm. you by being there. So it's probably a good idea to go and do that and a bad idea to go into a university site unseen and just not really have a feel for what the local culture is. Like you said, we went through it with our kids and we visited a school with Skylar in particular that stands out to me that she was very like, these are not my people. And then during the tour, the student's advice is like where to find a party, right? As if that was the selling point to the school, which kind of bothered me as a parent. Maybe not every parent gets bothered by that or the kids are like, okay, that's great. This is a selling point. But for me, I was like, "Mm -mm, this is not 
where my kid needs to be. Yeah, because the focus is far from. But knowing that, I think that definitely affected the decision to even apply there or not. And I thought it was unique to us, but that's every kid, every certainly certain experience of, right. of these college visits. And we learned more as Lucas continued on. Skylar was our first time. I think maybe that was our first official college visit like that, where we did a tour. Ever. Yeah, so everything. Including our own experience. Yeah, everything we did after that, we compared to that one experience. So I thought that was nice to hear her side of that because she does it professionally and she visits so many colleges and sees the differences between campuses. And we visited, what, we visited three or four campuses. We did. And for our kids. A few more than once. Yeah, and for our kids, so... To listen to her talk about all of her experiences across the United States at schools was really It was eye-opening, definitely. Yeah, for sure. And we've had discussions about financial aid. We've done a couple of episodes. But before that, we did a kind of fun one with our friend Selena, who I think is our most frequent guest. I think she's our most frequent Um, guest. Is that three episodes that she's been on? Yeah, three episodes on care packages. And I love this because when I asked her to be on, I don't think she realized how much I'd look to her for her gift giving capacities because she's so great at that. And I thought that was fun because as your kids get homesick and they, you know, go through their semesters, especially those first couple of years, it's nice to send them a little something. It's tremendous. And it's such a huge component of their well-being mentally and connected to where they're from. And I, when I was in college, I remember one of my roommate's mother used to come home, come to our home mm-hmm. fridge. She'd bring an ice chest full of food and she'd fill our pantry. My parents didn't do that. So, and, and I'm not digging on my parents. I love you guys. But <laughs> it was unique to me at the time. It was novel right. at the time. I'd never mm-hmm. seen a parent come over and restock the fridge and pay all the bills and make sure everything's in order and take care of our well-being. And even now that we're entering Thanksgiving break and Lucas is home talking about the stuff that he says he wants to take food from the valley back to school to Waco and share with his friends because he has a friend who has brought Polish food and continues to serve them to try different Polish food that her mom sends for all of them to try. And he wants to take something right from the valley. So we're exploring what that would be. And we have some good ideas. We have some good ideas, but those kind of things like are formative and exposing their friends who are not from this area and they're not from where they're from just to learn a little bit more about each other. I think that's fun. I think so, too. And we talked about Star Scholarship, which is really important to me. And I think we'll continue to address this next season because scholarships are going to be really important for seniors and even students who are currently in college right now. But January, a lot of things start happening with that. So we'll have more conversations. And we had a great conversation with our friend Ginger about having our kids home for the holidays and what that looks like. And I think after talking to her after the episode, we'll probably do a recap on how that really (laughs) went and how that evolves. Again, it is an ever-evolving matter when it comes to our students, our young, our children's attitudes towards life in general, because they're going to be in different seasons in their life. Early on, they're going to be very enthusiastic and they're going to love everything about the university. And then later things will wane and their feelings will change Mm -hmm. and they'll still love it, but they understand that it's a burden, the amount of work. And then as they get closer to graduation, their attitudes change again. And after they've graduated, that changes even again. But like I said, we talked to her after the episode and she's, I think I want to retract some of my statements <laughs> because 
like you said, the kids changed. So I think that would be fun to to go back and it was and true look at the at. time. Yeah, it was true at the time when we recorded this. And we have it on record, but yeah. And then we had our friend Yara and we hadn't seen Yara in years. And it was so nice to talk with her and she's grown with the food bank and the changes happening there. And she's director of operations now and just learning a lot about food insecurity and how our kids can get involved and volunteer. And I hope somebody listened and they did make time to go volunteer or see how important that is. And we intend to be more active as well. We absolutely have committed to doing so. And I had mentioned in that podcast that I had never, when growing up, heard food insecurity. And I guess that makes me privileged to have not had to worry about that and that our parents were able to provide daily. But times are changing and it doesn't look like what we thought it looked like growing up. No, it doesn't. And also how the other half of that was the opportunities for our college students when they are around to be able to participate and and give back to their local community. And the intentions with that was very much not just to talk about food insecurity and make it aware of the types of families doing that. But yeah, um, our kids need to work on their resumes. If you have kids that are sophomores and juniors right now and or need to get volunteer hours for a specific program, you know, the food bank is a great way to do that, especially if they're home for the holidays, Uh, Thanksgiving break or Christmas break. That's a great place to go and help. And the fact that it was one hour equaled what, over like 100, 105 meals. It was crazy. And I loved learning about that. I did too. And after that, we had two new friends, Felipe and Roman from UTRGV, their financial aid office, which was nice to have actual professionals from financial aid discuss, you know, what they've learned about the changes in FAFSA. And I think we're going to try to have them back and give more information because that's an evolving situation that we're learning about. FAFSA is going to open sometime in December, and we're all figuring out what that is and what that looks like. So They're very knowledgeable. They were super informative, and they have a lot of insight because they deal with it daily. Yeah, and, and we didn't know them at all, and we're grateful that they spent their time sharing that information with us. It was, it was we're nice. We're very appreciative. And the last episode that we had, we met the president of Texas National Bank, Joe Quiroga, and he was very impressive. The foundation they have started, the Scholarship Foundation, I was very inspired by the story and how the reason that he and the board, other board members established this foundation, I thought it was great. And it seems like a really amazing opportunity for some kids to get tuition covered. It's great what they're trying to do. I commend Joe Quiroga, and thank you for being here, sir, and the efforts of Texas National Bank and their TMB Foundation and the board and everyone there who is committed to education first and foremost, but all the the pillars of the foundation and all they're trying to do to improve the situation here in the Rio Grande Valley. And going back to the food bank, going back to this TMB foundation, it's all about, and all the scholarship opportunities that we're talking about throughout the episode, including financial aid, giving back to the local community to aid our people and our folks in furthering their education. It was very inspiring. And I I love that they realized that they have the ability to do this and they're doing it. Right. And that speaks volumes about the organization. Of themselves personally, because starting a nonprofit takes a lot of time and money, right? That they're starting from scratch and that as a board and as the president of the bank, doing those things, how much that takes out of their normal, it's on top of their day-to-day jobs. I know a lot of nonprofits and a lot of people doing great work, but 
to start from scratch was really yes. Um, so we've never been there at the beginning, right? Which right. is really cool. And your organization is very much like this. And uh, you were there very close to the beginning, right? And were involved very heavily. But it's this nice is to nice to see it as it's coming to fruition. So if you are new, this is your first episode listening, or you're missed some of the episodes and you're listening to this, go back and explore the episodes that you may have missed or didn't listen to all of them. Maybe you didn't think it pertained to you, but there's a lot of great information I think that we provided over these last 20 episodes this first season. And coming up on the next season, I have people in line to learn about different scholarship organizations that we're going to be talking to and scholarship office from the university also to give a parents some insight on that and getting some recap on some new things happening. And if you're listening to this and you have a story you'd like to share, be a part of the podcast. Reach out to us. Reach out to us. Yeah. Our website, Moments Matter Pod, has ways to reach us and email us. We welcome meeting new friends and getting more information on different organizations and different things that affect parents of college students, parents of high school students preparing their kids for college or if you have questions and there's things that we can answer yeah send us an email with those questions too we'd love to talk i i will if i don't know i'll find out or find somebody who does know yes we um, will for you. momentsmatterpod.com yeah and i just want to say just to close it off that it's been a really great journey and it has affected me far more than i realized that it would because i see that we are all in this together and that our students are very similar and they share the same struggles and experiences there are resources out there for the young men and women that want to further their education and that we can point them in the right direction, then I think that we can set them up for success. And also share an episode. If something really stood out to you, share it with your friends, share it with your family. I think we are doing the best we can getting the information out there. But as I meet people and talk about the podcast and talk to counselors and it's good information, and I'm not just to boaster, but I'm trying to put information out there that I hear parents want to hear and that I do on a daily basis, and not everybody has access to the information. So share it, share whatever and things stood out to you. Spotify, we're also on Apple Podcasts, and we're also on Amazon, and we will be cleaning up our YouTube channel to make yeah. sure that all the episodes are available there as well. So stay tuned. Next season, we're going to try to be a little more active with our YouTube and our videos, and or active in general, because I don't know that we, in learning process, did as much as we could, but we're going to try next season to be- we have a very small staff. Yeah. <laughs> to be more active and learn to do that more. And I'm trying to be better on social media, also on sharing our lives and our stories. And just so people can see that none of us are perfect. We're all going through this together and we all have questions and we're happy to help. Season one has been great. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening this season. Happy holidays. 